David Webb. Truth is the authority. This is Sirius XM Patriot. Television, radio, podcast, writing, commentary, governor, presidential candidate, successful dad. He's a little bit of an underachiever, I believe. Mike Huckabee. Fourth anniversary of Huckabee on TBN. Happy anniversary, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great, David. You know, when you put it like that, no wonder I'm tired. I sometimes <laughs> say, my gosh, I'm busier now than I've ever been. I could be retiring, but I'm uh, working hard, having the time of my life. And it's uh, it's hard to believe I've been doing the TBN show for four years. We're about to start season five. And it's been uh, really the the greatest ride of my life doing that show. You know, first, before we get to the rest, let me give you the, my new retirement philosophy as you bring that up. And it comes from our mutual friend, Ben Carson. We were finishing up a lunch, some pizza a couple of weeks, or maybe about a month ago, and we were joking. I said, so, Ben, uh, how's that retirement working out for you? And he <laughs> said, you know, David, I'll retire when I get to heaven. And, you know, Mike, at that moment – and I have a witness. My friend, Dr. Merle Griff, was with me. At that moment, I realized he had a better plan because if I retire now, what do I get? 20, 25 years if I'm lucky, a little more. Eternity's forever. So that's my new plan. Retire, <laughs> retire in heaven. Get eternity. There you go. Yeah, I think that's the best plan. It's, it's really my plan. As long as I'm doing something I enjoy and it gets my batteries charged up. Hey, listen, we had meatloaf on my show this past weekend. And if you did not get to see it, it's the first time he's been able to be on stage in six years because he's had four back surgeries, gone through some really health challenges. He is back in a big way. And if you get a chance, go to Huckabee.tv, click on the uh, YouTube channel and look for the uh, episodes. There were three different songs we did with Meatloaf. They'll blow your mind. I'll tell you how, how, good it was just so you know it's not just me talking brian may the lead guitar player for queen one of the greatest guitar players ever ever saw the bit and got in touch with meatloaf and said it was the best produced both sound and visual for television he's seen music done so i i just think it's really worth watching Oh, man. And it is. It is. First of all, Meatloaf, one of the great concerts of all time. And Brian May, I could tell you stories, but we'll tell those off air. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of, one of the great things about what you've done over the years and through your shows is you haven't forgotten your loves and your point about working, right? It, look, as long as I love what I'm doing, Mike, and what you just said, we're not really working. We're just going out and doing what we love. And you've kept music, which is such a big part of culture and of life, no matter what form, no matter what uh, genre it is. You know, it used to be that the arts were one of those areas, as with sports, where no matter what a person's politics or point of view might be, it was an escape. Unfortunately, there are people on the far left that have just about poisoned even sports and the arts, and they're making it highly partisan and political, which is unfortunate because it is one of the great unifiers. Joe Biden talks about bringing unity. If he really believed that, he would encourage people to embrace the arts and sports, but not in order to beat people over the head and to make them 
uh, adhere to a certain political ideology in order to enjoy it, but to say, put your politics at the gate, leave it alone, go out and watch a great basketball, football game, whatever, go to a concert and, you know, don't wear your partisan shirts, just go and enjoy the music, go to an art museum, soak it in and realize there's more to life than what makes you mad. Yeah, I mean, look, they take the joy out of life, don't they? They really do. They, why yeah. can't we just enjoy being Americans together? No, I, Look, you and I have been to probably a lot more concerts than the average person. Nobody checked when you walked in the gate. They took your ticket. They didn't say, are you going to the right side of the, of the stadium or the <laughs> left side of the arena? You just went. You know, applause sounds the same, whether it comes from the hands of a Democrat or a Republican. And I sometimes think that if we could get back to that, it would be a great force. Now, to be fair, there are things that genuinely divide the country and frankly ought to. I'm not going to stand by and be benign when it comes to people injecting socialism into uh, the American culture. Neither will I sit back and say it doesn't matter when people are believing that borders don't matter or that we can leave Americans behind enemy lines in a foreign country. So, yeah, I get it that there are things that are incredibly important, things I'll fight for, things I'll die on the hill for. But there are also moments to retreat, and there ought to be ways in which we can embrace what America really is. And it's not hating the country. It's loving the country, maybe in a different way. And classic liberals... You know, I never doubted that they loved America. I just thought they loved it a little differently and sometimes maybe not as effectively. But these people on the left, the true Marxists out there, the squad, and quite frankly, Joe Biden, you wonder, why do they hate this country so much? Why is it that every time somebody does something uh, to try to protect America, they're on the wrong side? I mean, this thing with the horses and the Border Patrol, Joe Biden threw those agents under the horse, and his only experience with the horse is sitting on one in front of Walmart and putting a quarter in there so he can ride for five minutes. He has no idea what he's even talking about. And it's that kind of stuff that is unfortunate. And, uh, man, I needed some music. I needed some escape this weekend just to keep my head from exploding over some of the things from last week. Yeah, well, you know, you do a pretty good job up there by yourself. I know you downplay it a little bit, but uh, you're pretty good on the strings there, Mike, or else you wouldn't be in the, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, TBN Saturdays, 8 and 11 p.m. Eastern, Huckabee, but so much more because, like you just talked about, you take on the cultural issues. And you and I, over the years, have have talked about this in many different forums. Uh Bringing us back together allows us to move forward. Like you said, classic liberals love it a little differently. We debate and we want to win that debate. But, Mike, I'm concerned now that we've gotten drawn in on the, I call it the American side, the right side, the correct side. We've gotten drawn into the hashtag argument. And I started this morning talking about how we got drawn into another one where you're either an anti-vaxxer or a vaxxer. And we've left out the point of choice in America, a fundamental principle of who we are, that, you know, we want choice. Now, choice has consequences. Choice means responsibility. Choice means learning and understanding. But we're not there anymore. And this vaccine argument uh, is exactly that. I want us to get back to, in my opinion, vax choice over anti-vaxxers. Yeah. 
Yeah, David, I've, I've had uh, the vaccination at my age. It was a good move for me. Uh, if I were 18 years old and in good health, I probably may not do it because there's some concerns. Uh, but, but I believe that the vaccine is a wonderful thing. It's a good thing. But I don't want to force other people to take it, especially younger people. And quite frankly, I don't care who a person is. If they really, for whatever reasons, just don't want to do it, well, let them make that choice. Now, right now, I've got some very dear friends, too, in fact, that are in ICU. And gosh, I hope they both make it, but we're not sure. Um, didn't want the vaccine, didn't get it. I don't want to be in that condition. Um, and, and there are other people, you know, quite frankly, that just don't want to for maybe they're in great health and they're young or their doctors have told them they have an autoimmune issue. They shouldn't take it. But this idea that you're going to start firing people wholesale and then the governor of New York is now saying not only uh, will people on the state payroll get fired, they won't get unemployment benefits. I mean, this is nuts. You know, we've never done this kind of thing to punish people for making different health care decisions than others of us have made. And I'm totally against that. I think that's just wrong and crazy. And, David, quite frankly, hey, if I've been vaccinated and you haven't, you're not a threat to me. I don't care. It shouldn't bother me. And we moved this from a vaccine discussion to a virtue discussion. And I just can't stand it when people think they're more virtuous because they've had the vaccine and wear a mask. Or maybe they think they're more virtuous because they refuse the vaccine and they don't want to follow any protocols. Neither one of them are more virtuous. They just made different choices. Yeah, no, it's important. And, you know, speaking of virtue, this country is built on a cultural and constitutional virtue. I, I, I call the Constitution our legal DNA, that footprint, our Bill of Rights, the cultural promise in our Declaration. We overcame things that were more deadly, not only to this country and the world, than COVID-19 in any variant. Racism, slavery, uh, we, we fought for the rights of others. We fought against evil, true evil out there, including the communists. And, and Mike, I don't understand. I, I, I guess I analyze it, but I, I, when I say I don't understand, maybe that's a little bit too uh, giving. How people can embrace an ideology, a political ideology, that is responsible for the deaths of over 100 million people worldwide. Marxism, communism, socialism in any form kills it kills societies it literally kills so many people that it should be shunned now it's hard for me to understand that you've got people that would have been considered liberals in the past and would have argued for the importance of free speech free speech and freedom of religion and uh, for that matter freedom from religion if that's their choice and now it's all about conforming and it's no longer about diversity. It is about uniformity. It's not about tolerance. It, it's about intolerance and shutting people down and ruining their businesses if they don't agree. And I miss the days when liberals were the loudest voices for free speech, free expression. And I wish they understood that historically, when you start shutting people down and you remove them from the marketplace, both their views and their businesses, that is the beginnings of a totalitarian government because it really ushers in collectivism rather than individualism. America is great because of individualism. You are not held back because of your color, your ethnicity, your gender. Uh, you are an individual, and you're going to be viewed in the meritocracy of America by what you personally do or don't do. Uh, 
Uh, it's not that, gee, I can't get any higher up than the people around me, my peers. David, if that had been the case, I'd still be catching chickens in South Arkansas because my heritage ain't from the blue bloods. Brother, I came from poverty down in the worst part of uh, some of the places where my mother lived in a house that didn't even have floors, just dirt. So when people start talking about poverty and, and how oppressed we are, I'm thinking, hey, you know what? A generation away from me, life was even tougher. And it could have been if I'd have chosen to just wallow there. But I got encouraged to work hard, get a good education. And because I live in America, man, I'm living a dream. But it's not because the collectivist around me made that happen. Uh, it's because this country gave me opportunities. I never want us to forget that. Yeah, those opportunities. For me, opportunity is the American dream. You've certainly taken a hold of it and taken it to heights, my friend. Your, your success is something I celebrate. I celebrate all American success, no matter what level it is. If you're successful in just rounding the bases— if if your kid wins a trophy, if you get promoted at work, whatever it is, that that opportunity and that growth, when we when we celebrate that, that's America to me. One hundred percent, and it is our as the Bible says, our appetite spurs us on, and when we're rewarded, uh, we are then encouraged to take it to a new level. That's what athletics and music do. It's what business does. And if people would just recognize that nothing's going to be handed to us, uh, you know, not all of us are going to have like wealthy parents that can give it to us. I'm watching, you know, Harry and Megan, and I'm thinking, good gosh, they're out trying to pretend they're common people. They're not. And I don't begrudge them from their backgrounds. But for them to go out and say that we're the champions of the little guy. Well, when you just got a hundred million dollar contract from Netflix and, you know, you're flying a private jet back from New York to California so that you can tell everybody how to take better care of the environment. Please spare me, spare me indeed. Yeah. Back to your point about false virtue. And you and I know there are plenty good people who are wealthy. They've been successful. What do they do? They build businesses. They care about their employees. They hire people. You know, this argument of me versus you just it's it's got to go. But so do I, as a matter of fact, with only a minute or two left to the top. Uh, Huckabee TBN Saturday, 8 and 11 p.m. All right. Give me a little bit. I know you got to watch the show. You can't give it away. But what's coming up next? Well, we always have a fascinating political guest that uh, will usually start our show. But we also have comedy and acrobats and music. So it's a variety show. And that's why I tell people that if politics is about to blow your gasket, watch the Huckabee show. We give you just enough to keep it interesting and current, but not enough to take your blood pressure to 400 over 300. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the way you say that, my friend. Congrats on your success. Season five underway. Uh, just everything you and to the family as well. Well done. Thank you, my friend. Good always to talk to you. Appreciate you, David. Thank you, Mike. And of course, you can get all things Mike Huckabee at MikeHuckabee.com. Uh, the podcast, the TV shows, you can subscribe to his mailing list. You should. That's, you get some good stuff from him. And he's right. Life is variety. 
So enjoy it. 866-95-PATRIOT-957-2874. Uh, that's going to wrap up this hour. We'll continue in the next hour. All right, I got your calls. They're lined up. And also Luke Wake joins me. Maxine, <laughs> Maxine mandate. Maxine, I just twisted those words around. Vaccine mandates for employers. Now the case being made on why Biden's vaccine mandate is a horrible idea. And on the other side, some are saying there's a legal argument. So what does it all mean? Luke Wake with Pacific Legal Foundation joins me next. And uh, we'll take your calls as well. 866-95-PATRIOT-957-2874. I know a lot of you want to weigh in on this. But folks, we got to change the narrative. See, I got Huckabee on the brain. I say folks when I have Mike on the brain. Vax choice over anti-vaxxers think it through with me how do we do this help each other let's help each other how do we get back on track on how it works in america and then go watch meatloaf because i gotta go back and watch that again mike that was great marvin lee a day how many of you knew that that's his real name not mike's meatloaf's 